about to listen to the profound word of God, ministered by Ty Adeshugba, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. Without a doubt, this will be a life-transforming experience as you acquaint yourself with the word of God and develop a rich and rewarding relationship with Him. This message will certainly shape your life, fulfill your dreams, and guarantee your success. This speak this 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 um, series that I've been doing, I've called it the conquest of faith because faith conquers. The Bible says that we're in a good fight, but the fight means that you will conquer. And I want to round this up by talking about the conquest of faith, part six, part six of the conquest of faith. And I'm going to go into a familiar scripture, but it's such powerful and it's potent, and that is Philippians chapter four and verse thirteen. The book of Philippians chapter 4 and verse 13. I'm going to encourage you today. I want to encourage you. The Bible says, I, oh, I wish you can put that, your name in there. Say, I can do all things. Not some things, but all things. It says, I can do all things which he has called me to do. Meaning there are some certain things that God hasn't called you to do. This is going to bless you this morning. I can do all things which he has called me to do. God has called me to be a blessing to the younger generation, to the Gen Z's, to the millennials, to all that. And that's what my call, that's what God has called me to. So I want to have to behave like that, have to think like them, have to, have to start to, to mingle with them. Not, 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 not just attract them, but God wants me to be with them. But there are people who are called to a different set of people. God called me to be a pastor. If I'm trying to go into music, I will be a monumental failure. God has called me to be a pastor, to be a mentor. If I try to go into football, I will score against my own, t- own, own, own team, which they're doing really good right now. Arsenal. Um, um, if, 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 if some of you are called into the arts and you're, you're trying to go into business some are called into business and want to go into artistic work sometimes your artistic work oh I'm going somewhere else different your artistic work could be a hobby but it's not your purpose and you've got to be careful about that and that's for another message but he, said, he says I can do all things meaning sometimes we're doing things that are not prospering because that is not what he has called us to do. He says, I can do all things. All things in the purpose that God has called me to do through him who strengthens and empowers me. Through him who strengthens and empowers me to fulfill his purpose. He says, I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. I am ready for anything. I'm equal to anything through him who infuses me with inner strength and confident peace. Let's pray. Father, let your word come out with accuracy and precision this morning. I decree on this sixth day of September 2020 that someone's life will be changed. Someone will listen to this message. Something will start to resonate on the inside of them. We give you glory, we give you praise. That this word that will come out, Father, let it not be words that are vain, but let them be words that come from the throne room of grace. Use my vocal cords right now. As I'm speaking right now, use my vocal cord to be a blessing to people. Let it encourage them, O God. 
I rely upon you right now, Holy Spirit, that this is just not another message. This is not a routine. But it's your word of life coming forth. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Over the last few weeks I've been speaking about faith. I've been speaking about how do we develop faith or how do we live a life of faith when life doesn't even make sense. So how do we live a life of faith when it doesn't make sense? And then last week I spoke about what do we need to do to be more than a conqueror by faith? What do I have to do? What do I have to activate in my life that will make me more than a conqueror? What are the elements? What are the in, in, ingredients of faith? What actually activates faith? What sets faith in motion? How can I be a victor every single time I step out? And the first thing we dealt with was one of the most important things that I've ever spoken about was faith in the world. Faith is what turns God's power into your power. Faith in the world. And then I gave two things that you need to understand. Is that your word provokes the word. The word of God is living. It's a two-edged sword. Stoma. God's words, first edge. Your words, second edge. Both come together as a sword. And it starts to decimate anything that is not of God in front of you. The word. The word. And so secondly, your words. Your words produce life. Your words produce life. Your words provoke the word. When you speak the word, it provokes a word. It provokes the word of God. It activates the word of God. And then when you speak the word, you produce life. You produce prosperity into yourself. So the first thing we spoke about was faith in the word activates things in your life. Faith in the word. The second thing, very simple, is faith in yourself. Mm. Now, as a, as a pastor of a young church, I have to keep talking about this. These topics look similar, but I have to keep talking about this because I want to speak to people and be able to encourage them to be whatever God has called them to do. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Nothing moves except you have faith in the word of God, but also faith in yourself. There's no point having faith in the word and not applying it into your life. I hope someone is hearing what I'm saying. Listen to me. Let me teach you this, 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 this morning. If you are going to move something greater than you, you must believe in the faith that is in you. I'm going to say this again. I hope you got it. If you are going to move something greater than you, you've got to believe the faith that is in you. Faith is in you. Don't struggle. How do I know? Because if Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith, faith is in you. But you've got to believe that you have faith. Not your own faith, but the faith of God, the substance of God, the hypostasis of God, that you're sitting down or standing on the faith that God has deposited on the inside of you. Because let him who would move the world first move themselves. Faith in yourself. Listen to me. 
God first has to deal with how we see ourselves before he can deal with the way we should be. The book of Joshua chapter 1 and verse 3, it says this. Listen and look at this. It says, every place where the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you. As I said to Moses, he says this to Joshua. Joshua, he said, he says, Joshua, listen to me. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses. Genesis chapter 13, verse, verse 17. There is a, there, there's, a, there, there's, a, there's a certain kind of, what would I say? There's a certain kind of message, theme. That's not what I'm looking for, theme going through. He says, arise. Walk through the land, the length and the breadth of it, for I will give it to you. Joshua 1.3 says, Every place that the sole of your feet shall tread upon, I have given to you. Genesis 13.17 says, Arise, walk through the land, I have given it to you. The above, the above scriptures have something in common. Listen to me. God gave the promise and instructed them to take the action of actually walking. He said they should walk. He says because if you walk, there will be a manifestation. As they started walking, it started manifesting. As they started walking, it started manifesting. You can't stand still in one place and expect something greater than you to move out of its way. If you are going to go to Scotland... You don't see the full Scotland before you take off. But every single mile that you move into reduces the distance of where you're going. Every mile that you pass, you are possessing Scotland. You are getting closer to Scotland. And the Bible said to them, he says, they need to walk. I'm going to use a lot of scriptures today. Let's look at Numbers chapter 13. Listen to me, Numbers chapter 13 and verse 31 to 33. Faith in the world, faith in yourself. He says, but the other says, we can't attack those people. They are way stronger than we are. I'm using the message for clarity. They spread scary rumors. These, these ten spies, they spread scary rumors amongst the people of Israel. They said, we scouted out the land from one end to the other. It's a land that swallows people whole. Ah! Did you say? They're actually saying that the land just opens and swallows people whole, whole. Every, the, the, the entirety of you is swallowed by the land. It says, everybody we saw was huge. Listen to what? Further on. It says, why? We even saw the Nephilim's giants, the Anak giants come from the Nephilim. He says, alongside them, we felt like grasshoppers. And they looked down on us as if we were grasshoppers. Uh, 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 hold our scriptures for a second. Alongside them, we felt like grasshoppers. And they looked down on us as if we were grasshoppers. So hold our scripture for a second. Let me ask you a question. How did they see them when they're supposed to be spies? Because actually, you really don't see spies. There were spies scanning the land, and they came back and said, when they looked at them, they looked at them as grasshoppers. 
How? But let's, 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 let's go further on. Now let's compare this to Numbers chapter 14 and verse 24. He says, But my servant Caleb, because he has a different spirit in him. Could you see the difference where I'm going? Faith in yourself. And he has followed me fully. Faith in the word. I will bring him to a land where he went and his descendants shall inherit it. Listen to me carefully. This will bless you. The children of Israel, regardless of the promise of God that they will possess the land, lacked the faith in themselves because of the years of slavery and they saw themselves as grasshoppers. But the difference between the spies that Moses sent out, which were ten, 12, and the difference between the two spies that Joshua sent out. I think Joshua was more, I won't say intelligent, I think he learned from the past because when there are too many people, you get confused. So instead of sending 10, he sent two. Out of the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every truth be established. The difference between Joseph's spies, Joshua's spies, sorry, and that of Moses' generation was the belief in themselves and the ability that they can conquer. The Moses' generation, instead of focusing on God, listen to me, they looked at the size of the problem and their own smallness and weakness. You, let me bless someone to have faith in themselves. Listen to me. You're supposed to be comparing your giants to God. Don't lose sight of that. Because you start thinking what's wrong with you when you start comparing the giants to yourself instead of to God. You start thinking what's wrong with me is more powerful than what is right with God. Ah, I'm going to say this again. The only reason why many of you don't have faith in yourself is because you start thinking what's wrong with you is more powerful than what's wrong with God. Listen to me. In the message I taught that faith is not a denial of facts. Were the children of Israel actually small in their, in their eyes? Yes. Did they look like grasshoppers? No. But were there giants in the land? Yes. But faith, the word of God always triumphs over facts. There is some giant on the inside of you called faith. That when the physical giant sees the giant of faith in you, it will disappear. You've got to understand that. The reason why the Moses generation didn't go into the land wasn't because of how they saw God more than how they saw themselves. And the reason they saw themselves as small is because they had spent 430 years in slavery. And sometimes you can actually carry that with you. The Bible actually said that 
when he became, when he was Joseph's generation, before they actually could go into the land, God had to roll away the reproach of Egypt. He had to roll away their past, he had to roll away their shackles, he had to roll away their former condition. Joshua chapter 2 verse 8 to 9. Listen to the difference between the spies. Ten spies came back with a negative word. In the Moses generation, in the Joshua generation, he says, Before the spies laid down for the night, she went up on the roof and said to them, Don't let me start on Rehab. If I start on Rehab, I will lose the trend of my message. Because God can use anybody to bless you. God can use your frenemies to bless you. The frenemies of Gideon was Moab. But he heard from them that, that, that God is actually with Gideon. These, these spies went into the Harlot's place. And she said, I know that the Lord has given you this land. And that a great fear of you has fallen on us. So that all who live in this country are melting in fear because of you. Ah, listen to me. Do you know that these are the same enemies that the Israelites were afraid of 40 years earlier? That they wouldn't go in. But what they were running from was actually afraid of them. Ah, I hope some of you will hear this. Do you realize sometimes that you are running away from a defeated foe? You have to realize that sometimes you're running from stuff that God has already dealt with to move you forward. Do you realize that that house is yours already? That child is yours already? That marriage is yours already? Do you realize that you have already graduated before you graduate? Do you realize that the boss that you're afraid of is actually afraid of you? That's why they're trying to destroy you. Do you realize that somebody, Agabohoshata, is seeing greatness in you than you seeing it in yourself? Do you realize that the children of Israel didn't actually recognize that the people feared them? Do you realize that there's something on the inside of you that says you are more than a conqueror? Let, let, me, share you, let me share with you a good example. Somebody once said to me, he says, Ty, the reason why you're going through what you're going through is because people actually fear the greatness on the inside of you. I remember there was a place, there was a church I was in years ago, years ago, and they wouldn't even allow me to preach. I'm talking to you in the camera because some of you, maybe they didn't allow you to sing. Maybe they haven't allowed you to preach. Maybe they haven't allowed you to present at work. Maybe they haven't allowed you to have that promotion. And you're doubting yourself. And you don't realize that these things are coming against you because they are jealous of the greatness in you that you don't see. The children of Israel had already defeated the Anaks there. The Anaks knew, the giants knew they were defeated. The same land. But they didn't have enough faith on the inside of them. Listen to me, let me talk to someone. 
Is it possible that your enemy knows more about you than you know about yourself? And is that why they're fighting you? Is it possible, just, just, just possible, that the trials that you're going through is actually a testament of the power that lies on the inside of you? You've got to have faith in yourself before you can move those mountains. Those mountains are actually melting before you even get there, but you don't realize it. So you're seeing the mountain, but on the inside, the mountain is, has already weakened. David, Kambahasha, listen to me. Listen to me. I want you to hear my, 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 the word of God this, this morning. David saw the giant and had faith in himself. The children of Israel saw the giants and lost faith in themselves. He had faith not based on what he could achieve, but faith in the word. That's the reason why last week I spoke about faith in the word. But the faith in the word will never come to pass unless you have faith in yourself. And when David saw the giant, David said, you're too big for me to miss. And, and listen to what David says in the book of Psalms 18 verse 29. Look at what he says. He says, he says for by you I can run. For by you, faith in the word, by you I can run against a troop. By you I can run against a troop. And by my God I can leap over a water. Get big, big couple It is by God. But God is saying leap. Because I will let you run against the truth. I will let you leap over it. By you. When he saw the giants. Oh, David remembered. And I like how Stephen Thornick put it. David remembered God's reputation. I love how he said it. He remembered God's reputation. Not yours. God's reputation is the basis of my faith. Not mine. God says, you, listen to me. God has a reputation of picking people out of obscurity. Bringing people out of the known and putting them in the known. Using them to accomplish God's purpose on the earth. God says, I have a reputation of calling an Abraham. Oh! And taking him from the old of the Chaldees. I have a reputation of even taking Abraham, who may be too old, to have babies. There's no prescription to be able to help them procreate. There, there's no fertility clinic that can help these guys. There, there's, there's no IVF that can help them. But God still says, Abraham, I am going to make you great. So far you walk. So far you believe in yourself and walk this entire land. When you walk this land, I'm going to make you great. And when there was no fertility clinic, God decided. He says, he called on some surgeons that are in heaven. He says, go and impregnate her. Go bring it. Make that spermatozoa. Let it come alive again. Let the spermatozoa, let it, let, it, let it meet the egg that looks like it has been rotten and is no more alive. And then God produced a child. And he says, that's the promised child. God produced somebody to make him, God produced somebody to make him something everyone will know. 
God, God says, Rahab, where are you, Rahab? Well, you're hallowed right now, but I'm going to make you a great, 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 great mountain, grandmother of my son, Jesus Christ. I have a reputation of turning nobodies into somebodies. I have a reputation that it is not based on what you think you can do, it's based on what I can do. I have a reputation of turning things around for you that can bring things alive in your life. I have a reputation to keep. I have a reputation to say when my word goes forth, it will not return unto me void. I want to encourage somebody, have faith in yourself. Don't have faith in what somebody said to you. Don't have faith in that relationship that messed up. Have faith in yourself. Get up and you can go again. Have faith in yourself. Because listen to me, the world has a way of pulling people down. God has a way of pulling people up. Have faith in yourself. Because if you don't have faith in yourself, those giants in the world, they will consume you. Have faith in yourself. God didn't put so much inside you to leave you alone. Somebody said to me, I can hear you. Pastor, how do I have faith in myself? How can I create an atmosphere of faith within me? Two things are less close. Number one, visualize it. <laughs> visualize it. Listen, Genesis chapter 13, verse 14, the New Living Translation. Listen to what it says. He says, After Lot had gone, the Lord said to Abraham, Look as far as you can see in every direction, north, south, east, and west. I am giving all this land as far as you can see to you and your descendants as a permanent possession. This is how the whole thing went into the, into the life of the Israelites, into the Joshua generation. God had already said it. He says, I've given it to you, but you need to visualize it. This is probably one of those most important scriptures that I use from time to time. He says, walk through the land and see it. So there are two things you've got to do. Arise and walk. Number two, as you can visualize it. You've got to be able to see it. Let me teach you quickly. Faith requires a vision. You become what you see, and what you see is what you become. How do I have faith in myself? See it. See it. What you can't see today, don't expect to have tomorrow. You can't travel within and stand still without. You are only going to move according to what you see within you. Ty, pastor a church called Worship Tabernacle. My whole life started to gravitate towards that. You see yourself buying that property. Everything within you starts to gravitate towards that. The greatest gift to a man is not the gift of sight, but a gift of vision. If you're going to buy that property, you've got to see it. If you're going to marry that girl, you've got to see it. If you're going to marry that husband, you've got to see it. You've got to foresee it before you arrive there. And that's the reason that when you see it, you behave like it. I saw myself pastoring. I saw myself surrounded by young people. And I can show, I, 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 I went missing when I was moving. I started to have what was called in those days a cassette tape. Cassette. They call it cassette. You put it inside and then you press two buttons, record and play. And I started preaching. I started looking at uh, a, a great man of God called Frederick Price. I started looking at Frederick Price over a black and white TV. 
in, 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 in Africa, Nigeria. And he started to create faith within me. And as soon as Freddie Price stops, I put in a tape. I start preaching to the tape. I visualize it like I was talking to people. Come out, you'll be healed. I lay hands upon this. I lay hands upon this. I started talking about faith. I started talking about oh, the word of God. I started preaching. I preached to myself. I had bundles of cases preaching to myself. Because I could see myself pastor in a church. And everything in my life moved towards that, including the woman I married. Do you know that you might be blind but still have a vision that will make you successful? Helen Keller was blind. Ray Charles was blind. Stevie Wonder was blind. No wonder he was a wonder. Kobam. Came to worship Tamanaku, blind, playing the keyboard. How do you play? How do you become successful? They signed him up, not because he had eyes, but because he had a vision. Visualizing the greatest achievement was at first a dream before it became a reality. The oak, the oak, the oak sleeps in the acorn. The birds wait in the eggs. Dreams are seedlings of reality. Throughout history, progress has been made only by people who have seen things that are there before they came. Social, economic, architectural, medical, scientific, and political achievements owe their conceptions and birth into the power of a vision. Look at what Zig Ziglar said. He says, it is impossible to consistently behave in a manner inconsistent with how we see ourselves. Let me be that again. He says it is impossible to consistently behave in a manner inconsistent with how we see ourselves. We can do very few things in a positive way if we feel negative about ourselves. Please let me speak to you. Change the way you feel. Change it. Change it. It may look like you're faking it, but change it. Because how you feel is how you will dress. How you dress is how they will address you. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3, he says, Through faith, listen to this, through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that the things which are seen were not made of the things which do appear. It's faith that is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, not seen by the naked eye. Faith is trust in what the eyes can't see. Max Lucado, he says, eyes see the prowling lion. Faith sees Daniel's angel. Eyes see the storm. Faith sees Noah's rainbow. Eyes see giants. Faith sees Canaan. Your eyes see your faults. Faith sees your savior. Oh, I hope that blessed somebody. Faith sees your savior, not your fault. How do I have faith in myself? Visualize it. Number two, and last one, act it. Act it. 
Action is your first evidence of faith. Faith is not faith until it's mixed with action. Visualize it. Act it. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2. Look at it carefully. Because everything I'm giving you is in the scriptures. What does it say? Hebrews, he says, the act of faith is what distinguished our ancestors and set them above the crowd. That the woman with the issue of blood that I spoke about last week acted in faith. The action of faith. God weighs your actions to prove your faith. Your action either betrays you or authenticates your faith. When your action is negative, it only betrays you before God. Action. I know I say this every single time. If you're going to buy property, go there. See it. Visualize it. Act it. If, you're going to, if, you, if you want to move forward in your career, go to school. Visualize it. Act it. If you're going to get into business, visualize it. Act it. If you're going to lose weight, don't sit on the couch. Get into the gym. Act it. Because if you don't act it, you will not obtain a good report. Jacob did not obtain a report by the vision or the dream. He obtained it by acting on the dream. Jacob would have still been poor if he had still followed, I saw, I had a dream. But the Bible made it very clear that he woke up in the morning, took the stick, placed it before the animals, and they started to procreate according to what he saw in the dream. So you can only visualize it. You've got to act it. And there are a lot of Christians that just love vision. Act. We're, we're visioned out. In fact, we've gone from vision to television. We just love vision. I have a vision. I have a vision. I have a vision. Even I'm tired. You have a vision. Let's act the vision. Joseph seized the opportunity when he came. When he saw the dream, he said, he said you need to find somebody who is wise. Do you don't realize, read the scripture, he was advertising himself. You, you are the one. You are the one. When God told Abraham to leave, he did not sit down and plan. He acted on it. Joshua did not see the walls falling down. Before he started marching. He started marching and then the walls fell down. If I can touch the hem of his garment, the action produced the faith. James chapter 2 verse 28, the Good News Bible says, So then, as the body is without spirit is dead, also faith without actions is dead. How can you love somebody but you've never given to them? I love you, you, for, you forget their birthdays. I love you, you forget their anniversaries. In fact, I love you and you are so... It looks like it's a burden for you to even go out and buy a present. But I love you. I, I love you. Does my love... Is my, is, is, do, 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 do I actually have to show my love in giving the gifts? Fool. I haven't used this word in a long time. Stupid. You're stupid because you don't realize that you can't love by just words. You have to love in action. 
to actually show you I love you by washing the plates. Wash the plates, man. Get yourself off your blessed assurance and help in the house. Your car, your wife's car broke down and you're still sitting down in the office. Uh, call the AA. Uh, you should know what to do. Shut up, man. Act it. But then when it comes to your time, you want everybody to jump around and help you. Oh, pastor, I love you. You love me? What are you doing to help me? Actions of faith. There are people who are poor. You're not helping them. You're not giving to them. But you, yeah, you say, yeah, I'm a Christian. Even the Bible says, when you see the poor and you ignore them. God says that I will snuff out your life. God says, I can't be merciful to you. That's what it means. If you don't show mercy to other people, there's supposed to be some action. And if you don't put action into what God has called you to do, there will not be a reaction. I said, let me come back to the right place. There has to be faith in yourself before something can happen. Let me say this. Self-talk, which you hear, is mindless jatter. It has a way of creating its own reality if you don't put action to it. But as I said last week, talk the word of God into your life. Create an atmosphere. Dictate to yourself that you can do it. Because if you don't, you will be like grasshoppers. Telling yourself you can do something helps it happen. Telling yourself you can't do something can make that come true. Tell yourself you never lose weight and it can be like eating a whole bag of chips. Tell yourself it's hard to find another job and you're likely going to watch TV instead of updating your CV. Tell yourself that you can never be married and you're most likely to remain single for the rest of your life. Tell yourself that, oh, does life always have to do with properties and you will become a tenant for the rest of your life. Tell yourself that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You will see yourself start to fly. Because when you start to tell yourself, you master your emotions. This means you, you create your own atmosphere. This means sometimes you, con you confront your inner critic. This means that everything will be subject to any voice that's saying to you, you can't make it. Let's conclude. Actions may not always bring happiness, but there's no happiness without action. Nothing pays until it costs you. Sometimes it has to cost you to do something. But as you do it, God will open the doors. Action. Have faith in yourself. Get rid of the credit card. Hey! Somebody has just run under the couch right now. Get rid of the credit card. That's faith in action. Cut the credit card. Get rid of the overdraft. Get rid of it. Do a budget. Start depending upon your overdraft. Start the business. Improve yourself academically or socially. Get married by faith. Get into a relationship by faith and no, 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 not by sight. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. 
Sometimes you're over-preparing, but over-preparing is procrastinating. I've said this a few weeks ago. You can do it. Faith is starting out before you know how it's going to come out. One of the most effective ways to establish a successful mindset is to act as if you're already that kind of person who God has created that ideal life for. Many people wait till it happens before they start to act on it. Many people say, I'm going to sit down with kings and queens, but yet you do not know how to use a knife and fork properly. You don't know how etiquettes properly. You don't know which fork goes for which fork. Which fork goes for steak? Which fork goes for salmon? Which fork goes for this? You don't, you, you, you don't know if you should eat from the outside to the inside or the inside or to the outside. You don't know what, what cutlery to do. You, many of you, you walk past the Dorchester, walk into it. Make, even if you don't have the money, make an inquiry how much the rooms cost. Act as if you're there. Because one day you will be there. I've spoken about the Dorchester for a long time. I said, one day I would like to just sleep there. I wouldn't like to stay. I just would like to. I just kept saying it. And, I, and one day I said it so that those around me heard it. On my 50th birthday, my wife got, gave me a surprise. We were driving. She said, we're going to a hotel. We were driving. And then we got to, to, to Park Lane. And I was seeing the Dorchester. And I was seeing it myself. God, I just pray that it's the Dorchester. And then she must have done this funny thing with the driver. She, oh, trust me, she is really cheeky. You have no idea. She looks quiet, but she does play pranks. She had told the driver to drive past it. And as we were driving past it, my heart sank. Honestly, my heart sank. He, he, we, we didn't pass it on the major road. We entered into it. And then I saw the Dorchester, and then she now passed, the car passed through it. And my heart sank, and I said, well, one day, let me say exactly what I said. I said, one day, Sha, <laughs> yeah, I will get there. And then I could, I just looked at her, and there was this funny smile, I'm like, they played me. I could just sense. And then the driver turned around and parked in front of it. Somebody opened the car and I walked out as if I've already been there before. Ah! I walked into the place as if I owned the place. I was asking questions that I know I couldn't pay for. But at least I slept there. Somebody's thinking, what, what does that have to do? I'm just giving you an example of what I had and I obtained. You've got to start to see it. Men of actions or women of actions are women of distinction. Get ready to step out. Because until you step out, you will never stand out. No matter how slow your steps are. Listen to me. Let me encourage you. No matter how slow your steps are, take them anyway. One wise man says, if you cannot fly, run. If you cannot run, walk. If you cannot walk, crawl. But by all means, keep moving. Nobody wins by paying attention to the magnanimity of the problem. Don't focus on the problem. Focus on the promise. You can do all things through Christ, who is the author and the finisher of your faith. 
you will not fail. Have faith in the world. Have faith in yourself. What you're looking at that looks impossible are giants that are already afraid of you. That hotel you think you can't go into is waiting for you. That car you think you can't drive is waiting for you. That house you think you can't live in is waiting for you. Sometimes you've got to go there to visualize it and then act on it. And God will open those doors. It's called the conquest of faith. You will conquer and you will win. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. You've been listening to Ty Adeshugba, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. We hope you enjoyed this message. For further inquiries, visit us at www.worshiptabernacle.org.uk Alternatively, call us on 020-7435-3939 You can find us at the Citadel, Worship Tabernacle, 131 St. John's Way, N19 3RQ, Archway, London. Thank you for listening.